0: Today's episode of the Film Stage Show is brought to you by movie a curated streaming service showcasing exceptional films from around the globe. For your free 30-day trial, go to MUBI.com slash Film Stage. All I know is someone has to, someone has to. Welcome Back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of the Film Stage Show, the movie review podcast for thefilmstage.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian J. Rowan. With me today, we have Michael Snydell. I am unable to not think of AV Club when I hear that song. <laughs> really? They do AV Club
1: un- undercover. Their-, their cover series uses that song. Oh. So I'm, I'm very. It's just lodged in my brain.
0: <laughs> I, don- I don't think I knew that. Um. <laughs> I have no I, I have no recollection of where I first heard this song. I have no connection to the name or the the band Maritime. It's yeah. it's just a song where it's like, well, if we're going to talk about people dying. This ought to be the one, I guess. We also this have, reminds
1: me of how the song for the Community TV show is like very peppy but deeply dark when you
0: look into the lyrics as well. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. <laughs> it's, uh like roped up side of Denny anyway that's one of these. we yeah. haven't even gotten to bill yet you're already having me on a I tangent know. I know we also know. have Bill Graham <laughs>
2: hello no tangents here no tangents
0: no tangent Bill Graham keeping it steady <laughs> keeping it professional and with us today to talk about final destination two it's Bill gobiri hello how's it going? <laughs> it's going
3: great <laughs> everything's fine oh <laughs> When, when does this air?,
0: okay, so so that's the thing. I like recently, especially on like, you know, just for mental health and stuff, I'm like, I can give it a day. You know, like I don't have to like stay up until eleven or midnight editing mm-hmm. this to get it to our benevolent Lord and Master Jordan Ralph, so it can go out like on Monday or Tuesday morning. It could come out Wednesday. And I feel like I can't do that this time. Because we're recording this the Monday before Election Day.
1: Holy shit. And we just, I just like,
0: I can't, I don't know what's going to happen. So we just have to release this or else it'll become like a lost episode. Because this could be, I, be the last time anybody hears us. Right. Yeah. I live in D.C. So like, oh, yeah, hmm. you're in a bad place. Yeah. When when the president is like, I'm going to erect non-scalable barriers around the goddamn White House. I'm just sitting here, like, should I, should I sharpen a knife? Like, what do you, when I need to do? Something. All I well, all I ask, uh,
3: all I ask of the uh, the the goons of the Staten Island militia, who are <laughs> probably planning on killing me as we speak, is that they do it in a really crafty, elaborate Rube Goldbergian. <laughs> that's how that's you blame
2: I blame it on death. I,
0: whenever my super socialist <laughs> friends are like. We got to bring back the guillotine. Rah. I'm just like, no, no. What you got to do is you got to bring back the pool ball that rolls into a mousetrap that flicks against a wall mount and sends a kayak through me. That's what I need you to do.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was going to make that's a That's how joke you put it, is, it on TikTok. Probably a, little, probably a little late now, but, uh, you know, that joke about the non-scalable walls, that's uh, that's really worked well on his border as well. So Zing. You know
0: yeah i don't know i it's uh so like yeah i as i was sitting down to record this i was like you know i guess i really do have to just finish this tonight like i need it needs to go out on election day so that like we can make jokes and stuff and then like not get canceled for saying it after whatever bullshit happens happens uh speaking of election day and bullshit has everyone here voted Woo! i'm doing it in person tomorrow
1: so
3: i what the fuck i I voted i I did the absentee thing and i dropped my ballot off at the brooklyn museum last saturday not okay not this weekend but the saturday before but like i keep checking the absentee uh website where you can track your ballot and like they still haven't received it which is uh really alarming um so i don't know it's entirely possible that uh of all the people that could be disenfranchised tomorrow, uh, I might be one. I might be one of them. Um, I don't know.
0: All right. <laughs> yeah. times. That's I did weird. vote. <laughs> I, I thought I did. Maybe you maybe voted. Uh, Michael Schedel. Do they not offer like early voting where you live? Is Chicago such a backwater?
1: I I have the. Or do you just want extreme- to die? No, I have the extreme privilege that my voting place is actually in the ground floor of my building. What? So what in the, the past, past? I, I I didn't say it was normal. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> that just happens to be the closest location. just going to roll and... down at
0: 658 and flip-flops and <laughs> a, an old t-shirt and cast my vote. <laughs> Wait, so but like, you... Oh, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, please, bugger.
3: Well, I was going to say, isn't there like a... Law that like you you can't electioneer like within 150 yards of a of a polling place? A- yeah. And if so, does that mean that if you're like on the second floor of the building and you send out a tweet, like a like an anti-Trump tweet, uh that you are like breaking election laws?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm on yeah, the Michael. 19th floor. So yeah, Michael, I, you better I, go I... radio silence tomorrow. You just gotta <laughs> be careful.
3: Yeah, does your yeah, I was gonna say, like, does the um does the electioneering law work uh, vertically as well as yeah, vertically?
0: Yeah. Does it does it incorporate air rights? Is the real yeah? Question.
3: And if so, and if so, could could one hire like like little planes to come down over uh, over
1: like polling places with like little banners, <laughs> <laughs> like at the Sorry. beach? Uh, that yeah. is so astoundingly dumb that now I'm thinking, oh, that has to be a thing.
0: <laughs> right. I am shocked that some like weird Trump supporter hasn't done that yet.
2: Oh, time! It hasn't happened yet. Tomorrow's so, the election. so. I, I mean, I just want to see uh, at Comic Con each year they basically like deck out each of these hotels in like like head to toe billboard, like it's it's advertising like a, a game, yeah, yeah, advertising a game or a movie or whatever the fuck. And so I just want to see just Trump on like a giant fucking building where like Ugh. you have to enter through his mouth. To go vote or something like that. Like, wow, that's that's quite an image there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. This this, this the
3: most, most my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Johnny Camel from uh, from Times Square because it's Donald Trump.
0: <laughs> Good lord. Um, yeah, I voted yesterday. It was super fast. It was super easy. It literally took me longer to walk from my car to the door of the place that I was going to vote. Then it took me to actually just like get all my stuff and vote. It was awesome. So if you haven't voted yet, ladies and gentlemen who are listening, presuming that this is indeed coming out on Tuesday morning, uh, go vote. You're not allowed to listen to this podcast if you haven't voted, Uh, unless you're too young to vote. In which case, why are you here? (laughs) Should have made it. (laughs) Do you actually like us or is this an ironic thing? Like, please let me know.
2: You're you're not allowed to listen to this podcast or participate in this podcast if you haven't voted yet. So Bilga, uh, <laughs> you're you're up in the air, but Michael, you got to go.
0: Yeah, we might have to edit Bilga out, but Michael's got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's 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 fair. That's, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Michael just being like, oh, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we've already, I I will say, me and my girlfriend have already allotted that we're even though it's in our building. We are ready to stand in line for two hours. So I really have no idea why I didn't do early voting, but we're here. It's happening.
0: (laughs) I like I I went to my polling place after working at the distillery, just stinking of of whiskey mash and probably looking like I'd been beaten with a stick because uh, my four year old has no concept of what daylight savings time is. Nice. So nice. she just rolls into my bedroom at 6.30 and is like, good morning, Dad! And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't understand this, but it is not time to be awake right now. You should have changed your clock ahead of time. She doesn't read time. She just lo- gets up, oh, looks outside, uh. and then is like, alright, yeah, let's do this. I've told her she no, can't come no. into my room if it's still dark out.
2: <laughs>
0: anyway. Uh, so that's uh, all a bunch of fun stuff. Uh, vote everyone again it's uh your civic your civic goddamn duty i'm so tired (laughs) i can't (laughs) this next week is gonna be a horror show i assume when uh whenever we record the next podcast it's just gonna be nuts we're here today to talk about final destination 2 before we get into that uh, all the usual stuff up front uh follow us on twitter facebook uh at film stage show Email us, podcastthefilmstage.com and give us a comment on iTunes and a rating. Uh, That's really helpful. It helps people find us and lets us know how we're doing. Don't forget that you can also become a patron of this year's show by going to patreon.com slash show For as little as $1 an episode, you get access to our Slack channel. And not only that, but you get first crack at all of the raffles that we do. So, do that. We're also brought to you by Mubi. Curated streaming service showcasing great films from around the globe. Every day a new film premieres on Movie. It could be a timeless classic or a forgotten gem or some unseen curiosity. Either way, it's guaranteed to be something you're going to love. This is what's coming to the platform. Just in time for Halloween. I mean, it was, but we're recording after, clearly. It's The Hills Have Eyes from 1977. This uh, actually is pretty on brand for us, because I believe that it was only a couple weeks ago we were talking about the Sonny Bean family. Yes. Right? The Scottish cannibals? Yes, yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, And this movie was actually uh, slightly inspired by that possible apocryphal legend. Uh, Before A Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream, master of horror Wes Craven directed this claustrophobic classic of genre cinema. Pitting a suburban family against bloodthirsty cannibals, *The Hills Have Eyes* is a shocking and subversive take on American values, shot on location in the Mojave Desert. That's a good one. I, I like that one. I haven't seen the original. I've only seen the remake. That's less good. Okay. I really, I really liked the uh, *The Aja Hills Have Eyes*.
1: It's got an American flag scene. I remember a lot for some reason. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs>
0: It's got a great use of, like, an electric guitar, America the Beautiful Sting or something. Yes. I don't know. yes. It's do It's a good time. Um, the original is now on movie So if you would like a free 30-day trial of movie go to MUBI.com slash FilmStage. Again, that URL is MUBI.com slash FilmStage for a free 30-day trial of movie Check it out. And that's it. It's all the front matter. Um we are doing Final Destination 2 today. This will be a classic episode, so there will be no spoiler section. It will be everything up front. Honestly, if you haven't seen this movie, what's wrong with you? Why are you here? Like what did you think you were going to get out of this episode? Did you really think we were going to adhere to the spoilers? So just be aware of that. Um so yeah, uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's give a little listen to the trailer and then hop right into talking about Final destination too. So I think I'm gonna have to start doing a thing where if a trailer <laughs> makes very like extreme use of uh like inner titles, I need to just start reading them. You know, in closed caption. Yeah, <laughs> is set in motion. Yeah, like I'll just have to. It cannot.
3: Did you did were you guys ever um, familiar? I, I, I mean, I don't even know if this thing actually existed or if I dreamt it, but there used to be something called the Narrative Television Network. Does this ring a bell
0: for anybody? This does not ring a bell at all. I am deeply curious. Please go on.
3: Uh, I I chanced upon it once in college. Um, So it might have been before your time, uh, but it was in the middle of the night and it was basically um, movies for the visually impaired. And so, but then they would, you know, and and it was like a cheap channel. They weren't showing anything, uh, but they would show like public domain stuff and old stuff. But like one night um, they were showing Mr. Arcadon, the Orson Welles film, which is kind of a crazy movie. And it was describing, in the opening is basically, it's a guy narrating what you're seeing on screen. Like, so you see the movie if you can actually see, Um, but then like, you're also hearing the narration. It's like a plane flies in the clouds. A group of monks are wandering down a, down a hillside, you know? And it's just like, because this arcade is full of just like random
0: shots strung
3: together. I and mean, here's this guy trying to explain it all.
0: I would love that <laughs> for a Malik film. <laughs> yeah. Olga yeah. Trilenko's so, friend so throws just... her purse into the bushes. She spins in the middle of the road. I mean, these,
3: <laughs> things, Quick, must uh... exist these things must exist now. It's it, yeah, it, it still exists. Quick, if
0: you go to narrativetv.com. dot com, it's there since nineteen eighty eight. Has been the leader oh, in making right. television so, programming and movies accessible for a nation's thirty million blind.
3: That's. I mean, it's kind of cool. Except, you know, it's it's yeah. just. I, I wonder what it's
0: like to to you know actually listen to one of these things. Um, I can answer that sort of. This is a a slightly funny story that has nothing to do with the movie we're talking about. When we had to watch uh, Marriage Story, I Mm -hmm. tried to watch it on my TV in my bedroom one night and I couldn't because for whatever reason, my Apple TV's Netflix app for for only that movie would do that. It had the visually impaired narrative going wow and it, so so like the funny thing is it started <clears throat> with the netflix title card so it said like netflix title card you know discordant colors coalescing into an n and i'm just like what oh no and i was like that's an interesting thing that i just heard and it was like describing to me adam driver and everything and i was just like i can't this oh is handsome a- man wow.
3: <laughs> This seems like a plot seems like this seems like a plot by by big parasite to uh, to, uh handicap uh, that's not the right word but to but to, to scuttle uh marriage stories chances um i mean that was a I terrible mean,
0: movie and i i had to watch it on my phone the next day at the distillery and i was just like i hate this anyway so that's
3: <laughs> i mean the, the, the thing i kept thinking of is it must take you know it must take a lot of just writer writerly grace and precision to be able to come up with concise descriptions of these images that can be kind of read and and clearly understood in a short amount of in just the amount of time
0: required you know right, like it happens it feels like it's probably really hard to do it happens between the dialogue like it doesn't yeah. overlap with the dust so like yeah. yeah it's
3: it's that's almost harder than making an actual fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> right
0: <laughs> it's like when it's like when they do uh overdubs of of anime and they're like you know this we gotta match these concepts to the mouth right. movements of these characters as best we can it's in uh, a different
1: language which yeah. has already different like inherent concepts to its own culture correct <laughs>
0: uh it's a uh, it's bananas um adaptations like that are difficult let's uh talk about something that's also difficult Outrunning death. <laughs> I um, you mean, impossible? <laughs> yeah, no one escapes. No one gets out alive. Uh, we're talking about Final Destination 2. In a way, though, we will be talking about the entirety of the Final Destination series. Uh, because Bilga over... I, I don't... Like, I'm sorry, where did you write this? It was Vulture? It was Vulture, yeah. Okay, I literally just read it today. And somehow <laughs> I didn't remember that. Because my brain has been minced. By everything that's going on. Uh, You wrote a very, very well uh, written... See, there, I just did it again. I made the world's worst sentence. Uh, You had an incredible (laughs) essay that talked about Final Destination as a series. And um, I I gotta say, like, you stole every thought in my brain when you wrote that thing. Because I was like, he's gonna spend a bunch of time talking about how Final Destination 2 is the best, right? And then you did it. And I was super excited. So on that note, we decided that we were gonna peg this primarily... To the uh, narrative that is Final Destination 2. And not Election Day, which just happened to be coincidental. Here's the other thing. I kept screaming at us (laughs) that we should talk about this last week so that it could come out before Halloween. But instead, we had to talk about Borat 2. Oh, God. So I'm super excited that we're getting to talk about this. I watched this movie today. Uh, Spoilers for my thoughts. This movie rules. I can think of nothing wrong with it. It is staggeringly beautiful in places, and uh, I'm super excited that this is the thing I get to do the night before Election Day. I honestly cannot conceive of a better way to have spent my day than to watch Final Destination 2 and to now get to talk about it with all of you. Lovely. So uh, yeah, Bilgo, why don't you why don't you tell us like what inspired you to write this essay, and why are you correct in believing that Final Destination 2 is the best? <laughs>
3: Let me first ask you guys a question. Have all of you seen all of the films? I am most of them
0: almost positive that I did. Uh, It was funny because in reading your essay, like you described scenes from other movies and even ones that I hadn't thought that I saw. I was like, no, I remember the (laughs) gym. And, you know, these movies, you know, I don't I don't I don't go online and like look for cool shit from movies to watch if I haven't seen the movie. So I'm like, no, if I remember The Gymnast, I must have seen the movie. Yeah. Um, Final Destination, I saw, I rented it like with my family from Blockbuster. I have a very firm memory of that. And I was one of the few people in my friend group who really liked it. Everyone was like, mm. it was so dumb. And I was like, it's mousetrap with people. Like, what are you not <laughs> understanding about this concept and how awesome it is? <laughs>
1: It outsaw and saw.
0: <laughs> the fact that it was written and directed by a bunch of X-Files alum only, only like a, yeah. makes it make more sense as to why I'm such a fan of this series. But yeah, so I'm yeah. pretty sure I've seen at least most of them.
1: <laughs> I've seen all of them probably a half dozen times. <laughs> was this is a big high school series for me. Uh,
0: so yeah, I've seen these a lot. <laughs> Bill Graham?
2: Uh, I definitely saw the first one. Um, I remember that quite well. I think I skipped two and three, and then I came back for four and five. Um, five is the final destination, right? No, uh, yes, four is the final destination. Ironic. Yeah. Five are the worst one. <laughs> five, five is what? Is bridge. Three no, is no, no but but what is it called? Final five is called
3: Final five. Destination Five.
0: Was oh, that in three D? Right.
2: Yes,
3: oh, that one was four, in
0: yeah. four and oh. five are both 3D, I believe. Oh, it's five 3D. Yes. Okay, my bad. Yeah,
2: five five definitely has the bridge scene. Uh, I think I saw and reviewed five. I can't remember where it came, when it came out, but I'm pretty sure I reviewed that because I remember sitting in a crowded theater and people were like yelling at the screen during the <laughs> screening and like just it was just fucking pandemonium. And I was like, this movie has a lot of energy, and everybody here is supporting the hell out of it. So. So I was, five,
0: I, it was fun. Five was definitely in 3D because the poster is a bunch of rebar shooting out of a skull that looks like it's yes. made of stone, and it says "Death has never been closer," and all of that just screams this is a 3D release to me.
1: Yes, but I feel absolutely. like I feel like four. The one thing I do want to say is like really bad post conversion 3D. Like like it it looks real janky in a way that I think it looks dated in a way that the others don't even Within Was, was this
2: stage. like 2010,
0: 2011? I don't I don't know. I don't Five have was 2011. Sense. Okay. So, whoa. <laughs> <this>? <laughs> that's yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> um yeah, no, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring us to a halt there, but Yeah, 2009. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. It was right after the The avatar
1: craziness and then 2011 was found destination five so yeah yeah but um good i'm glad we got the timelines right (laughs) no Bill. so why did you decide to write about this well
3: in terms of just the practical reality of writing about it you know at vulture we have this thing called the the friday night movie club which is every week on friday friday night at um seven eight i can't remember when exactly uh you know one of us will live tweet a movie Mm -hmm. and um you know it's usually something that's familiar or well known you know sometimes with a couple of exceptions but um because it's not like we necessarily expect people to be sitting there like you know starting up movies at the same time we're doing it it's just you know you write about stuff that people are familiar with and then you know you, you write about a film that has some kind of cachet Um, And so people can engage with what you're what you're saying, even if they haven't, even if they're not necessarily watching that the film at that precise moment. Um,
1: But what is John Dielman happening?
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't tempt us. uh, (laughs) We've
3: we've got, you know. I'm not going to say John Dilman is, is not going to happen. Um, <laughs> Fair but um, so here, the, the way it worked though, was because it was, uh, you know, it was October and and we wanted to do all horror films for, um, for October. And every week we wanted it to be one kind of sub genre of horror. So, you know, there was a haunted house one. There was a, um, there was kind of an isolation one. Um, and, and then we thought well, we'll do a you know we should do a slasher one and I just I think I think that this is how it happened was they wanted to do a slasher and I piped up well you know Final Destination movies are technically slasher movies and I would love to do Final Destination two and I mean you know the the way Friday Night Movie Club uh, brainstorms usually work out is if you suggest something you, you are doing it. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, so, but, but then as I was thinking about what I was going to write about, I said, you know, I, I want to write about the whole series because what's, I mean, I, I want to write about final destination too, because it's really well done, but many of the things I'm going to say would apply to the whole series. Um, and I'm really glad I did that because that prompted me to just rewatch the whole series. And, um, And I even, like, bought myself a little Blu-ray box set of all five movies and just, like, (laughs) plowed my way through them over the weekend. And they're so much fun to watch. And after five was over, I was just like, I want more. I want, like, (laughs) I want a new Final Destination movie every month. (laughs) Like, I just... um, And uh, so, yeah, so... So I was very happy to be able to do that. Now, for me, for me, I have kind of this weird relationship with the Final Destination movies because when I, I think I said this in my piece, you know, when I first saw the first one, I actually saw it at a critic screening or, you know, like an all-media screening back in 2000, and I was not a fan. Um, and I thought it was just, I mean, I thought it was stupid. I, I, I didn't quite appreciate it on the tongue-in-cheek level. I thought it was just a little too serious to, to, to you know, to kind of... Uh, to really accept it as just a great big joke, um, and and it was it wasn't until I saw Final Destination two that I was like, oh, I get it. And that opening that opening, you know, wreck the pileup of Final Destination two. Um, you know, speaking as someone who is like deathly afraid of driving and cars and things <laughs> like that, um, I mean, that was just every single nightmare I've had just rolled into one and it was so incredibly well done and visceral. But at the same time, it was fun, right? It was, I was watching it. I was horrified. I was like, Oh my God, uh, you know, what have I done? I need to leave. But as I was watching it, Oh yeah, yeah. that totally, I've totally thought about that happening to me. And, and I just, I just started like cackling with glee and I was like, all right, I get it now. Like I get, I get what these movies are doing. And then after that, I was just, you know, I was all in.
0: I <clears throat> forgot how many, phobias i guess or just like uh, concepts this movie lodged in my brain like just from the the like gorgeous opening cataclysm sequence like i i still to this day will look at a bottle that is rolling in the footwell of the passenger side of my car and just like look at it and be like i'm fucking watching you because if you somehow hop over the center console and get under my foot, I'm not going to be able to break, am I? I'm not going out like that, water bottle. And uh, that came from this movie. Uh, on top of getting pulped by a giant goddamn tree just shooting through the car. I Also, we talked There's about... There's a
1: dentist scene in this that is so... I hate it so much like there are so many things that are poked into places and horrifying like 12 other horrifying things happening at the same time. Yeah. 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 And this this Garbage actually disposal. this
0: the, the, this movie is really good at upending your expectations as to what the kill will be. Yeah. Which we can get into when we go through each of them one by one and talk about how awesome they are. Um but yeah, I just I I didn't realize how ingrained this movie was in my brain until i started watching it and i realized that like i could not remember a single bit of the plot in terms of like they're hoping to escape from death's plan and like reset everything but i remembered every single fucking kill (laughs) and i was so excited to see each of my my daughter was taking a nap or was supposed to be taking a nap we call it quiet time now because i think we have a gentleman's understanding that she's probably not gonna sleep but she'll chill in her room for like an hour and like mm-hmm. lay in the bed and read a book and play with her stuffed <laughs> animals. And so I'm watching this movie while she's upstairs doing that. And she hears me cackle when the guy <laughs> d- slips on the pasta <laughs> and then gets like lanced in the eye. And she's like, Dad, what's so funny? I was like, nothing.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't come down. <downstairs. laughs> so, yeah, you you stay up there. <laughs> it's quiet time literally just started why are you out of your room <laughs> oh man but yeah yeah this uh, this movie imprinted in me bill graham what about yourself so you you don't believe that you'd seen this movie until today right or whenever you watched it for this episode
2: uh, sir i watched this yesterday thank you <laughs> <What>? um, <laughs> uh no uh had i seen this one um I don't think I had seen this one. No, um, I, I wasn't a big franchise horror uh, person, uh, so I skipped the Saw series. I skipped the uh, what is it? The uh, I guess it wasn't too many. Uh, wh- wh- what's the one that Eli Ross is famous for? Hostel. Hostel. I, I skipped that shit. Um, you know, I I skipped a lot of the ones that were popular around this time. Uh, I think I've seen maybe three of the screams. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I've seen like two of those. Um, yeah. So, uh, horror franchises just don't kind of uh, grab me. Um, and this one is more like. I guess this one's not a horror but uh don't ask my fiance that cuz she had to get up and and leave the room cuz this one was getting <laughs> her uh her uh I guess it's it's more thriller than anything so um, yeah uh, she she stuck around for the first sequence when the guy uh gets his hand caught in the disposal and she like halfway through that she was like nope I'm done I'm done like <laughs> that's <laughs> which, the one I, like 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 fair enough that that whole sequence is just fucking chaos if like you put, was,
0: like the right if you if you put like Mr. Bean music <laughs> under that sequence though <laughs> sure. sure it's yeah. hilarious
2: until he gets until he gets you know uh mutilated in the end but no yeah.
0: I think it's still yeah. funny that again I cackled at the end of that scene because sure. I again the second that he threw the pasta out the window I was like oh my god I remember this and <laughs> well, I can't I, I, wait to see that uh, uh, a, Mr. What made Bean,
3: me laugh... a Mr. Bean sequence that ends with Mr. Bean getting mutilated would oh would god. have like <laughs> the greatest laugh <laughs> would get the greatest <laughs> laugh of all time
0: just road and just like signing out <laughs> Just like falls
3: into some rotating knives and just blood splatters. That
2: would kill. That would kill.
3: Um, It's like an itchy and
0: scratchy cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh boy. Oh,
2: uh but no uh well, one thing that I, I did laugh about later was I think they they mentioned that uh this this uh schmuckaroo had uh won the lottery yeah and uh they mentioned the amount and it was like 250 thousand. I was like what like <laughs> does that qualify? I don't even understand like i thought I thought it was like a million dollars there are four.
0: smaller lotteries. I, I
2: guess like it just feels unfortunate that like he went out with like 250k <laughs> or probably uh 200. 200- uh, 40k, because it looked like he probably dropped a hot grand or two on uh on his his shit that he got. Um, I would not be going. You I mean, should to have that done apartment.
1: that to his apartment, by the way.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I I wouldn't have done that to. Or I wouldn't have gone back to that apartment. I would have been like, I'm breaking the fucking lease. Here's the money. Get me the fuck out of here. I'm not coming home. Like I, I'm just buying all new shit. Like I've never been today.
0: to an apartment where like people leave that amount of stuff in the hallway. <laughs>
2: yeah that was a ridiculous amount of
0: stuff i was like oh shit it was awesome though because he's just stepping on stuff and you're like oh he's gonna get it no he's gonna get it yeah Yeah. um that's the best thing about this and and this is something that you captured bilga in your in your piece is that like it's the there's no killer right so there's no antagonist to be afraid of or work against and so you're really torn between like these people seem nice and I don't want them to die. But at the same time, I cannot wait to see how these people die. Yeah.
3: Um, Yeah, And I think that's one of the things about this one in particular that, that works because I mean, the other films don't have an antagonist either. Although five actually has some half-assed climax where one guy's, one of them is trying to kill the others. And then three sort of has a guy who's, you know who's who's kind of menacing after a certain point because he's like goth and his girlfriend died. Um, but uh, <laughs> but um, and, and 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 you know one they're the, the kids are kind of confrontational with each other in one, but in two everybody's kind of working together, so you feel just really bad for them. Um, yeah, so I mean that's one of the things that's specifically about two that I love is the fact that not only is they're not an antagonist, but it's just you genuinely feel bad for these people. Like, you don't... Like you Obviously, you want to see them die because that's, like, what you're there for, but you're like, I don't want... That. Don't spare him! No, spare her! No, spare her! No, she was good. No, you know... <laughs>
1: There's something I, I think there's something really interesting too, and I realized it. And this time, I mean, I am really annoyed when movies have their cake and eat it, in a sense, with a lot of uh, a, a lot of cheap kills, and in, in the sense that they'll, you know, do something horrifying to someone, and then they're like, "Oh, you should feel bad about this." But I think this is one of the few movies where, as Brian was saying, you can like. You can enjoy the ingenuity of how things, you know, synchronize and everything. But after that, though, I think they do a really good job of like reaction scenes and like what they're dealing with i'm not gonna say this is a movie about trauma but still like you know i think of the scene for instance where the devout catholic woman's head gets severed in the elevator and like eugene the guy who's in the corner like his reaction is so horrifying and this is like right after a scene where there were six blanks in a gun that he was trying to commit suicide with.
0: Well, like, they weren't blanks. They were, they were misfires they were hang. Fires. Sorry, they were yeah. duds.
1: But, but anyways, like, I, I think that stuff, especially in two, like, whether it's that woman in the elevator or like the guy whose main, uh, characteristic is that he's a co <laughs> Like both of them get their, get their due, both in terms of the kills and like, At least, like, one kind of nice (laughs) moment. Like, uh, I still think of the time where the uh, Cokehead character... I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. But when he, like, you know, tells the main character, uh, Kimberly, played by H.J. Cook, you know, he's like, can you get rid of my, uh, you know, porno and paraphernalia and drugs uh, if I die? And and it's like it's a dumb line, and then he's like, "I don't want to break my mom's heart," yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. like a weirdly sincere moment that's like all over this movie, that like it's glib, but it's it's also like as Bilko was saying, like it, some of these characters are like, "Oh no, they don't they don't deserve this." Well, yeah, like I
0: some people are terrible, but <clears throat> others aren't. I mean, you know, just just this is a horrible thing to say, but who in this movie really deserves it? Like, I guess Lotto guy, because he seems like he's kind (laughs) of a prick. But like, other than that, like uh, a mother sees her son crushed by a pane of glass. Yes. Yeah, that's rough. It's crazy. It's like I, I was watching this movie and I was like, I seem to remember only the boy getting crushed by the glass, but there's. I must have been mistaken. It must be him and his mom because there's no way that this movie is going to kill a child in front of, in front of his mother. Uh, no, they do it twice. They did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Well, and
3: also, also he's like, you know, he like goes after those birds. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In a way that like, he's like, Oh, you know, I can't remember what kind of birds they were. I'm, I'm blanking right now, but, um, but you know, pigeons. he like, pigeons, I guess. Um, and, and, but he's like, yeah, pigeons, you know, like, 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 and one thing I found out is that that character was, was originally supposed to be a lot younger. Um, and you know, at at the last moment that would have been worse. Well, apparently he was originally like seven <laughs> Oh, Jesus! <laughs> wow. no. and then he was like 13 or something. And finally they were like, no, no, no! this is just, you know, let's let's make him a let's give him several more years of life so that it's less tragic. Um, <laughs> right. I, it, but 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 that, but it seems like the, the actual kill itself remained the same because running after pigeons playfully is not a thing like a 16 year old does. Like I can see like a seven year old doing it
0: um actually well you know i i there's a lot of pigeons around where i where i worked i guess yeah no I, it's not even a pandemic this thing is, i quit this that is job when
2: brian tells us that he chases pigeons
0: i don't chase <laughs> pigeons but i've seen like businessmen get a weird jolt out of being like oh, there's a big old crowd of pigeons right there i wonder if i just uh took like three steps if they'd all run away and they do maybe uh, they have a death wish maybe yeah they're just no, I this hate. Is like
3: this is like the 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 new uh great depression instead of throwing themselves out of windows they just scare pigeons just, like and... follow follow you run into piles of pigeons
0: there's <laughs> bound to be a pane of glass somewhere um there there was a time wait, the, sh- this is a, a wait, fucked Brian, up story I feel like i feel like this is a piece of trivia that you would know so i have to ask how often do birds hit windows Oh, dude, okay, so apparently I have a shit ton of pigeon stories. Um, Pigeons hit the windows at my fucking office in, in, in Roslyn, Virginia, all the goddamn time. To the point where there were two pigeons on the grates over the exhaust of, like, the AC units that we could see out our window that, to my knowledge, are probably still there. Like, we would come into the office. I'd probably have a picture of it on my phone. I came into the office one day, and there was an imprint of a pigeon. You could clearly see head and wings. So, like, this bird just hit the window, and I guess the oils on its feathers, like, just smeared the window before it died. Um, It happens a lot. Mm. okay it it depends on the position of the sun the position of the building you know a lot of there's a lot of stuff it did seem like they were extra aggressive about attacking (laughs) that dentist's office (laughs) sure not since the birds yeah (laughs) again just a weird synchronicity so like we talked about the descent which involved pipes through cars and people getting impaled uh not long ago but today i saw another movie where a bird slams into a dentist's window it's finding nemo
2: yes yeah, so i was thinking about that yeah and, and it's a dentist yeah, yeah 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 and he's doing a similar thing he's he's like drilling in someone's mouth and then all yep. of a sudden a bird hits it and he's like
0: darla or something like that i, I can't there's remember this, this is too, right <clears throat> i'm sorry say that again
3: and there's an aquarium too in that scene right
0: there is yeah. yes
3: yes you know so it's so funny. I was I was interviewing the one of the writers of Finding Nemo like two days ago. I should have asked. <laughs>
1: you should have That's hilarious.
3: So were, were you, inspired you inspired
1: by inspired? Final Destination Two? Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's like, no, no, and then he goes home and realizes that he watched Final Destination Two like a day before writing that scene. He
2: sees his letterbox.
0: <laughs> it's like
2: fuck. I gotta delete this.
0: But yeah, so so birds hit windows, at least in my building all the time. Also, there was one time when I I was walking and this teenager just started stomping on this poor pigeon. And it's like I, I, knowing nothing about this man or this, again, I think he was like an older teen, like what he was doing or going through. I just shoved him off of this bird and then shouted at him. (laughs) And then I went back to my office and I went in there and I was like, I just assaulted a minor and I don't know why. (laughs) Like it was just a pigeon, but there was something about what he was doing that was so repellent to me that I hit him. And uh, one of my friends was like, what if he was like mentally unstable and had a knife? And I was like, then I guess he would have killed me, and then he would have gone back to killing that pigeon. I don't know. Yeah? Ah, oh, man. I do not miss going to the office. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> oh, my...
0: Anyway, so yes, this movie has uh, uncommon humanity and uncommon cruelty, because uh, even the guy who only asks to spare his mother, the shame sure. of his drug use and pornography, is ginsued by some barbed wire, <laughs> which is the one kill that I did not remember, and I, again, like, almost clapped.
2: Mm-hmm. It's It's good stuff. I- I still think my favorite kill of these is definitely the uh, the the girl that gets impaled by the by the uh, piping because of the uh, the uh, airbag
0: fucking. Yeah, dick I, I, I love fireman. I love,
2: I love like what, what's he going to do? Like it, the thing makes a fuck ton I, of noise.
0: I don't know. I just feel like he, he could have been less like mean to her.
2: <laughs> she was being mean to him i don't i don't know what she what, just through so got i don't know <laughs> but
3: that, but that kill is also so well constructed because it is it's because 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 it like plays with your allegiance because she's kind of a you know i mean she's kind of a stuck up personality um but yeah. at that at that point she's vulnerable but then like they, you know when they come with the jaws of the, the jaws of life you know she becomes you know, she's like a jerk to them. She's like, can you keep that thing quiet. And then he makes the joke and you're sort of on his side. And then she does the whole, yeah. You know, he, he says, oh, you know, I'll, I'll set it on quiet. And she says, yeah, please do that. As if she really thinks that, but so it's like, it's like, like three different turns in the scene, just emotionally. Mm-hmm. So you think you're done. Like you think that's the, that's mm-hmm. the, the gag is she says that because she, she's stuck up and she doesn't know. And then boom, <laughs> She dies. She doesn't die because of the airbag, she dies because the airbag <laughs> pushes her head back and tails her on the other like it's just it's a perfect
0: kill. It's so there's so I, much to it and it is it is lovely. I mean like like so and I do then
2: feel like I, I do feel like at, at some point, the firefighters should be di- disabling the uh, the airbag. I don't, but a I don't know. a lot of People how. should be doing
0: a lot of things, Bill.
2: <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a safety protocol there that was kind of. She, sh- that was kinda she
3: should also not be smoking, <laughs> which which is why yes. Laurie then buys it, right? Because like that's the other thing. That kill is not only perfect; it is merely the prelude to the second kill. <laughs> which is yes, endless.
0: that's the yes. Po- like that's like the uh, like the artistry of death. You know, is just. Uh, Again with a capital D, um, is like I'm gonna use this one murder or I guess just death to to get another one. Yeah, I also and love he,
2: that she's goddamn did smoking it. like cigarillos or I think they're or like are they? Are, cloves, are they cigarettes? Okay I, they, they are pretty close yes i I thought they were just black and miles like just straight up um,
0: but uh <laughs> you I, would I, I you're do, from I Texas do, that's what you would I, think I, those
2: are yeah i I do love the scene of her smoking a cigarette while on the treadmill and I was just like you're you're yeah. doing competing things here you're 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 competing with yourself.
0: she is a high power high strong businesswoman. <laughs> She will. She's got to work the tension out, both physically and chemical dependency-wise. That's how hardcore she is.
1: I, I I do love her commitment to going to get a smoke when they are literally, literally right after she's putting duct tape over an outlet. She's like, "Yeah, I can go somewhere to go get a
0: smoke." <laughs> like I, the commitment. Right. One of do the you... first things that you should stop doing is lighting fires near your face. <laughs>
2: But it's kind of like it doesn't get her killed, though. It doesn't get her killed.
0: It doesn't. It's it's uh, I love I also love um, what's his face. Rory, right, is the Coke, the Coke guy. He he opens the closet of doom. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That this like extreme sports cop has. Yeah. And he just looks at (laughs) he's like, oh, God, like there's a fuck. There's a spike shoe thing and there's an ice (laughs) axe and a bowling ball. (laughs) Right, know, he should have just, still- like, thrown it and slammed the door.
2: <laughs> or he should just be like, hey, cop, you come and deal with this shit because it's all your stupid stuff. Like, but I feel like I'm not, he should have... i not reaching in here.
0: He should have said, like, I have a house that's not filled with all this shit that could murder <laughs> us. Like... Yeah,
2: Yeah.
3: Officer Burke's house is just like a death trap with like kayaks (laughs) hanging on walls. Yeah, kayaks. Jesus Christ. I I could could swear there was a bowling ball somewhere
0: on a shelf, but Yeah, there was. Okay, yeah, Yeah. it's just
3: like it's just,
0: yeah, not the place to hang out. It's in the closet of death. Also, he is a cop, right? Like is he also a lottery winner? Because that apartment (laughs) is is gorgeous. (laughs) It's so beautiful. Like. This is one of those things that I never would have thought of as a child, but now as a 33 year old with a kid and like a mortgage, I'm like, this apartment is freaking beautiful with the brick and the staircase that leads to. And the, oh, and he's got all this like sports stuff. I'm like, what is this guy's deal? What's his backstory? He's on the take. Oh, yeah, that's it. That must be it. Yeah,
2: he's on the take. He's a dirty but cop. He's, he's got a deal with the Undertaker.
0: If he yeah. hadn't died here, he would have been murdered by Chazwick Boseman in a uh, Twenty One Bridges. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it's also, um, I mean, the 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 film is actually set in New York, right? But but like, it's not.
0: You know, they don't it's actually like ever right? Like maybe yeah, it's, it's Rochester, like
3: suburban, or, or you know, I mean, I think the first one was, um, yes, and then and then uh, this one is, you know, it's implied that. The setting of the first one is not far because, you know, they go to the mental asylum and stuff, Um, but it's never really made clear. And then, you know, she's driving, you know, she and her friends are driving to Daytona for, you know, (laughs) it's a long
1: drive. Yeah. With with transmission fluid. How old are they? i i was wondering this
3: never I would... asked how old they are in a in a slasher movie from well you know. that was
0: the thing i'm like oh this high school girl's going to spring break and her dad's letting her borrow the car because she's like 16 or 17 mm-hmm. and then i'm just like but her oh. friends look like they're 30 <laughs> and but her dad was definitely treating it like she'd never driven before but she just now she's getting kind of romantic with this full grown ass cop. So maybe she's in college. Yeah. It's it's
3: that way. Madness lies.
0: Yeah. I just gave up at some point. I was like somewhere between the ages of, I don't know, 18 and 25. Yeah. I think I will say, so like the coup of this movie, I believe is playing off of the first movie. They're all in the car and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, there's the slutty friend and, like, the stoner best friend in the back and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just going to have to deal with these fucking people and watch them die. And then uh they all die, like, immediately. <laughs> and yeah. You're, mm-hmm. Then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's all the people behind her. <laughs> this and and, and, group and of what's strangers. funny, though, is
3: that the other people are, you know, the the, the people, the ultimate survivors Feel like variations on those Younger characters like they they seem like older Mm. versions of Like there's another Mm -hmm. stoner but he's older Right
0: he's graduated to coke Because weed is a gateway drug Kids (laughs) And smoking kills (laughs) Yes
3: And then like the you know the the Bro with the frosted tips like You know there's there's the other guy The the lottery winner guy seems like you know basically An older version of him and they're all just Pathetic you know Yeah
0: the best thing that ever happened to them was this girl saving them from dying. And then the worst thing that's going to happen to them is how they're going to die now.
1: (laughs) I I do want to say, I want to jump off a little bit. Like, I mean, we've started to say it a little bit, but I think, Partly what also makes this great is, like, there's a certain amount of serendipity. Ser- I'm not going to say that word because I can't say Serendipity, not serendipity. Yeah, Christ. Uh, serendipity, but there's also just a certain amount of absurdity, too. Like, you know, if you could really, like, do a forensic analysis of most of these set pieces, and uh, as you're saying, like, uh, like some of it, is believable you know a magnet going into uh you know a takeout like uh you know someone's hand getting stuck in a garbage disposal the fact that the oil was at a certain place and some of it is is totally absurd why is there a man with a box of prosthetic
0: arms in the
1: elevator <laughs> But like, look, I, that's, I, that's how you that's,
2: transport prosthetic arms. Yeah, you anyways? got a better. You
0: can't put those things in a bag; they'll tear right through it. Listen, plain yeah,
3: officer and Burr for living right beneath a prosthetic arm factory.
0: That's <laughs> that, why that he has that, key, that apartment. That must be the <laughs> elevator
3: to transport yeah. boxes of prosthetic arms carried by frail elderly men
0: <laughs> who like to who, snow who snow sniff
2: him. hair. Yeah.
0: Oh, she looks like her kid died today. She's going to smell real nice.
1: Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> that
0: woman had a terrible day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think the... Uh, but uh, again, though, I I think what's smart here is some of these things you could see happening. Like, it's not everything that's stupid. It's ultimately stupid. But, like, I, as you're saying, Brian, it was like... Oh, this hugely synchronized death, for instance, of the uh, the stuck up woman who dies with the airbag. That's like the first third of that sequence. Then there happens to be a news van that somehow doesn't realize they went over a pile of rocks
0: Um, and and, and their gas tank punctured and it dripped into a flow
2: pipe. (laughs) Yep. That was
0: open. Yeah. Yeah, that had an open spot. And um, yeah, I don't like. Yeah, it's just insane. Yeah, all this stuff is Rory gets dice. It's definitely
2: it's definitely Rube Goldberg style, but it's also like that is part of the fun. But I I mean I'm more curious about kind of this franchise overall. So I was reading that you know the first one obviously connects to the second one, and then three, four, and five basically are standalone
1: movies. They don't no, have any five. kind of characters. Well, they. Kind five does of... a twist right at the
0: end. Yeah. Okay. Does Devin Sawa come back? No.
3: Uh, yeah. Wait. No, because because the the characters yeah. survive, think they've survived five, and they get on a plane to ah, France, gotcha. and they're on the, the
0: plane and then started all one eighty. So it's one. a wait. It's a it's a it's a it's it's a, what's, it's a prequel. It, Yes. Yes, it's a yeah. Freak, yeah
3: but we don't know that until the final scene. And then, of course, they die horribly in that in that crash, and we see it. Um, and then, uh, and then, um, and then the engine of their uh, plane lands on the bar where the very last survivors uh, has just gathered. Are you kidding me? Mark Collins. No, that's and right. He is yeah, squished like a bag of blood. Um, I mean, well. And- Let's be fair. Everyone's a
0: bag of blood.
3: Yeah, but but he's he's like and for some yeah that's this is true. But for some reason he's he's like squished a little too easily. It's very it's
0: very odd. He's like anyway, ten pounds of blood in a five pound bag.
3: Yeah, and then his severed hand flies uh, into the screen, uh, and then the credits roll. <laughs>
1: um, Why is this your favorite one? Number two. Yeah. Uh, is is there more than just you think? This has the best kills, and that that certain combination of sincerity and you know absurdity Michael, that we've what been more talking do you about need. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, yeah, i, mean, I, th- I think
3: it's, it, it, I mean it captures it's it's that perfect moment i think where you know it's the the, the kills are very well done but they have a tongue-in-cheek sure. quality and 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 you sort of see the seeds for what happens in the later films being laid here because you know one of the things about three for example is like it stops making any sense at all for me like it's just i feel like i'm just watching like the, i feel like i'm just watching random shots of like machinery kind of clicking into place for these kills mm-hmm. but they but they become completely disconnected from like physical reality and like i mean most of the time watching 3 i have no idea what's actually happening like um like the the hardware store scene i think that's 3 right the yes. hardware store scene no 3 it was like every, yeah. all these things yeah. falling and things sliding and things spilling. I'm like, I have no idea what any of this shit is. Like, I'm just going to wait for the kill. And, you know, it, it reaches this level of abstraction. But I feel like in the scene with, um, in num- in number two, in the, in that kitchen scene with like the spaghetti and and the, you know, uh, the food dispenser and stuff. Like, I feel like the, that scene is kind of also like that. It's just a little more coherent. Yeah. Um, but again, one of the reasons I love this one is that I care for these characters more. Like they're not just—I'm not just sitting around waiting for them to die. Um, like I am kind of intrigued by what's happening to them, and and there is this like twinge of regret whenever they do, whenever they do buy it. So you're rooting for them. So you so you're kind of like on two tracks. You're like rooting for them to succeed and and survive. Mm. Um, while you're also like anticipating, uh, them not surviving. Yeah. Which Uh, I
0: think this movie, like, like I said, when I was praising your essay earlier, like this movie really hits that well. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I was three is the one with the tanning beds, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And to, yeah. With a match cut to caskets, which might be my favorite Oh, Oh, God, yes. So, <laughs> so like, I remember th- three I think I saw in, in college. I mean, I, I assumed that it came out when I was in college, so I would have had to have seen it in college. But I feel like I was, like, brought to the movie theater by a girl that I was hanging out with, and she was just, like, shocked that I was so excited to see this movie. Because, of course, <laughs> I'm in college, and I'm, like, smoking clove cigarettes, and I'm like, ah, oh, yes, well you know, Terrence Malick is just, you know, capital, mm-hmm. capital stuff. And, you know, foe and, uh, you know, but then she's like, so I'm thinking of seeing final destination three. I was like, I will go with you now to see final destination three because I fucking love these movies. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I remember that final Destination three did have a, it was like, I still liked the kills, but I feel like I was missing that, that build up, Like, Like the as much as I love the kitchen scene in this movie, uh, especially because, again, like he's just he's he seems like so I won't say cool with it, but like so sort of nonplussed through (laughs) most of it.
2: (laughs) Like he really is definitely he's he's panicking, but he's kind of like. He's panicking in a way that like a firefighter might panic where he's like okay this is what I got to do next and this is what I got to do next and right. okay, he's not okay, he's okay. not like and crying
0: then, you know he's yeah. not like oh god oh god he's like oh so, fucking oh no there's more fire now huh uh, I'm going to get <laughs> it like it's this it's <laughs> also, really, does he
3: get does he get any dialogue that character
2: <laughs> like
0: you uh, know he,
3: he
2: does he does he
0: yeah, when he, he says something smug. when he
2: <clears throat> leaves when he leaves the uh the police right uh, wh- which uh, that whole sequence is really fucking strange they're like listening in on i, I guess that's so we can hear that dialogue i guess yeah. but i was just like what the fuck is going on here like why are you listening in on these people that are clearly not being
1: interrogated at this point like He's is I don't he a I, cop's son, by the way? Did was that obvious? Is that why he's on the other side? Is that his son?
0: Oh, you the think so?
1: Dipshit! That that's what my interpretation was. It was like, why else would he be in there?
0: Look, he has two hundred fifty thousand dollars now. <laughs> he's not going to hang with the riff On the take again. It's what we're talking. About. <laughs> I um no when he, I know that at least when he gets down the fire escape, he says something like, "Man, I'm so lucky." Yes, Mm -hmm. I will say, I don't know who noticed this, but the the um, when the magnet letter drops into his uh, Chinese food, the remaining letters on the fridge spell the word I. Yeah. And then he gets a ladder through (laughs) his
2: eye. Mm -hmm. What did it say before? Did it say "Hey"? I,
0: I think it said it, like uh, "Hey E" or something like that.
2: Yeah, it was. It was something really like just absurd. And just it's, like, it, it, if you ever
3: listen to the uh, the director's commentary on uh, on that on this movie, they spend about ten minutes talking about this about <laughs> their... the eye thing, the eye the eye magnet thing. They're very proud of of, uh, <laughs> of what they of what they did there.
2: I, they're, they're like yeah we make- we made, we made the- it work you know <laughs> we we spelled hey with an e but you know hey we made it work
1: 3 just makes it part of the of the movie with the photographs like it starts doing really obvious like I, it, like it's no longer just a premonition it's in the photographs that mary elizabeth yeah. winstead's character they so like, like it's weird because that's like a plot point it's no longer just like a sight gag they like show
0: the <laughs> they show the, what there's like a picture of lincoln right with like the crack in yes. it and they're like that's the exact path the bullet took through his brain <laughs> <laughs> i've shocked it i have forgotten The names of lovers, I I have forgotten the places that I found, like, the greatest happiness. But I remember plot points (laughs) from Final Destination 3.
2: When your life is a curse.
0: Yeah. Oh, I will say this, Bill. Uh, Just so you know, uh, the guy, the lotto winner, his name was Evan Lewis. So, hey, E. Hey, Evan. Oh, boy. (laughs) <laughs> there a, you hope. know what never no, mind no
2: <laughs> no 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 we're not doing this, this no,
0: is what no. I, this, that's why it's hey because he's Evan. hey what's up okay well anyways
1: i i did i did want to mention uh, one other scene that i think is really kind of a a masterstroke of this is uh how they bring in clear Clear Rivers, I, I, you know, like I, I particularly love like the intro we get to her character where yes. you know Kimberly is going to the asylum. You get this good scene where the doctor tells her to give her anything you know that uh, Clear would think could harm her in any way. So you get that good scene, and then you just find out that she uh, committed her, herself. Like, like that whole thing is is really oddly. Smart and like she adds a she I I think she also brings like a really, um, really more like uh, material emotional element to that too. I
2: I think I think that whole sequence is really interesting because the argument that Clear kind of makes is the reason I'm alive is I'm in this stupid fucking place right and as as they're like arguing about trying to get clear to help them um i think A- AJ's it's AJ Cook i think is is the yes, actress is name. the actress yes um i don't remember her name uh so i'm using her her actress name um <laughs> anyways uh she says something like this isn't living. And like as her parting words and I was like, fuck low bro or low blow man. Like, wow. And because she went through a lot, (laughs) she went through a lot and she's trying to keep herself alive by being in that fucking place. Like that's what she thinks is going to keep her alive. And she's like, She's like, what do you want me to do? You want me to live and then die? I'm not Hugh
0: Jackman in the fountain. I'm not going to cure death. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah.
2: So I don't know. I felt like that was a very low blow where she was just like, well, this isn't living. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus, man. Like, yeah, it's
0: like, yeah. Have you seen the way to- some of these people have died? Like, I'd rather live in a padded <laughs> room than, yeah. you know, get ginsued by some, uh, some well, this is his his death was quick, right? I don't know. He, he, he blinked and looked confused. I, maybe you go into shock and you don't feel it. I get, here's yeah. a fun game we can play. If you had to die the way anyone in this oh movie God. dies.
2: Oh,
3: <laughs> oh, the window, the p- giant window pane. Because at least you <laughs> oh, get to that's chase that's some what birds what I mean? first. Instant, instant kill. I mean, it's be, it, it would be traumatic for any loved ones looking on, uh, right. but sure. You die instantly.
2: I, I, I don't think you die any more instantly than the airbag lady because I think that <laughs> airbag deploys at, like, what, like 150 miles an hour or something like that? So, no, but, like, no, but instant.
3: But, but she might still have, like, enough of a nervous system remaining to, like, feel... A couple of extra mm. seconds of pain after that happens. Yeah, but you um, think that
0: okay. that window boy just gets Does obliterated so I mean, hard. He's
3: crushed. There's nothing left. There are no nerves or anything
2: left
1: <laughs> to feel pain. I mean,
2: no, nobody's nobody's going to choose Elevator Lady,
1: right? No, no Elevator Lady no. is she harrowing. Oh no, 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 no.
0: She had time to <laughs> scream, I don't want to die, a couple of times, and she <laughs> was fine with dying, oh, yeah. not well, ten minutes a- before her.
2: Speaking of uh the descent, we talked about this. Uh that lady losing fingernails in the cave sequence. Ugh. Uh again, we see this lady digging her nails into straight up steel. That's not gonna work. It's uh, unless <laughs> unless <laughs> you're the Wolverine. Uh that's unless that's a
0: no-go. More like Lady Death Strike, because Wolverine, his sure. spikes come out. Out of his knuckles. Oh no! Yep, I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> There's nerds out there who are going to tweet at us. I just want to get there first. Critical. <laughs> I do want to say as well the way. I, I mean, as
1: far as things that take a while, uh, Kimberly trying to drown herself the van isn't great like that seems like it would there's nothing peaceful about her being in that van uh,
0: i mean you think that but if you put lou reed's a perfect day over that it seems really <laughs> nice I'm, this is just gonna be me putting music over scenes to make them fit different moods. if you put yakety sacks over the dentist's office <laughs> I will say the dentist's office is the pinnacle of for me of like fake out setup like it's just so it's so, so perfect. Much. There's so much stuff going on. I feel like um Eugene's uh death is a it's little like in the hospital. Yeah, it's it's a little too much, you know, just like with the vents it's closing hard to keep track. Yeah. Like, I feel well, like they, that they did is clear.
2: They did Allie Larder dirty in that in that sequence. I was just like, wow. Yeah. They, like she doesn't even like you don't even get to see her face anymore. Like she's just like well, it's gone all burned up. Yeah, I know. But that's that's what you I'm saying. See Allie
0: Larder all burned up.
2: Uh, I want to I want to see her get a quality death. I, I think I think all of her <laughs> castmates in their original final destination get like a high quality death where you end up seeing their
0: face. I don't know. So, bathtub boy is kind of lame, you know? Yeah, yeah, Sean William Scott gets hit with like a a piece of is shrapnel. he in the first one? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they show his picture in this movie. Yes, I that. Stifler. Stifler. Um, the the uh,
3: yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like Allie Larder's death in this one feels like something that might have happened in Final Destination One. Like it's almost mm-hmm. like. Like it's sudden and it's it's gruesome, but it's not quite as elaborate as the later ones. um it does it it is kind of an odd death. I mean I will say the one thing the the one thing that happens in Eugene's, which actually also some variation of it, like it's never quite worked out in this in this throughout the series, but like death is actually a lot more proactive than we're led to believe because <laughs> death can't like close blinds and like lock windows and you know, in the first one, you have, like, the puddle of water that's, like, that, like, slowly withdraws after. Sure. Um, and it's it's funny because, like, these are, like, little grace notes throughout these movies, but but never really um, explored. Like, like everything else is kind of a quote-unquote accident. But there are these things that death does, which is like, yeah, yeah, no, this is actually, like, a specifically supernatural thing that death is doing. Mm-hmm. Um and like, if you can do that, like if you can, there's, I feel like there's more that Death could
2: do. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you, know? I, 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 you feel like he's a
0: little lazy. He's death a little lazy, or dead.
3: like I don't know, just <laughs> he, he hasn't quite figured out the extent of his powers yet.
0: Right, it's like Devin's Well, no, I was gonna say Devin saw was the first person to ever get away, but Final Destination Five is apparently a prequel. Yeah. Um <laughs> It it is it is kind of that thing where it's like why why like. Why do they have to be so crazy? Like, why couldn't you just make a ceiling tile fall? Like, why does it have to be this nuts?
3: Well, <laughs> it's, it's funny, but, but I mean, I think Allie, Larder, when she talks about how Devon Sawa died, you know, in between movies, they didn't actually, um, you know, we never actually saw him. But it's like, you know, like a, yeah. a brick fell on his head.
0: Right, that's, I, I wonder <laughs> and,
3: if and, like... And she has a picture of him like, this is how he died! And it's just like a face face down That picture.
0: website, by the way, oh, that Jesus, they're looking yeah. at
1: with the captions are...
0: It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, that the, the police officer uses his ring finger to right click and that was <laughs> driving me nuts. And that is the type of trenchant criticism that you will only find from Brian J. Rowan.
2: So so he's are you saying he's a claw user? Is that is that what that that is? I what think that's claw? claw.
0: I guess yeah, I don't
2: know. A claw? You never heard claw? No. No, oh, I've never heard okay. this. That's, that's this this is how you hold a video game controller. You hold it in a in a certain way. So um oh, the joysticks, you actually about. hold it between your thumb and your and your pointer finger. Um and it's called claw. And basically it's uh yeah, people it's people like are an esports really, thing. Yeah, it's an esports thing, but some people are just more comfortable in that, so it, it doesn't have to like go into esports, but yeah, some people are definitely claw, and I think I think it bleeds over to uh, the mouse because like I have like a fancy mouse where it has like a thousand different buttons on it, and so yeah, I could see someone wanting to use something besides just their. Uh, this is
0: like when my friends said that they held their N sixty four controller from the middle.
2: Oh yes,
0: that's yeah. psychopath behavior. I'm just gonna say that. Mm-hmm. Anyway.
3: I understand. What you're <laughs> I mean, it, it's it is it is ironic, of course, since he's such an extreme sports guy. Like, when would he find time to master the
2: cloth? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's always off seasons for kayaking. Okay. You know he, he's he's got he's got seasonal gear in there. So there's, a kayak, got, got there's a kayak. He's got a ice
0: skate. Right. Yeah. He's got the skates. The ice pick. Yeah. For the ice so, axe. Uh, yeah.
2: You know, when when it's warm, he he ain't he ain't doing that stuff i guess
0: what do you mean you kayak when it's warm uh yeah well you th- i mean a winter
2: sport i, I think you can <laughs> kayak whenever the fuck you want i think the idea
0: of kayaking
2: is you don't get in the water so that's true
0: um I, I i there was something i wanted to say and now i can't remember what it was i i'm trying to not talk about the final final scene yet because i do just want to like Really relish and take our time with that, um, because it's beautiful, and again, mm-hmm. I cackled. And my daughter asked what was so funny that time, too. Is we, we there should like mention some behind Tony the... Todd as oh, well? Yeah, yeah, we definitely should. I, I'm curious if there's some behind the scenes reason that Devin Sawa didn't come back,
3: um. So what I heard was that they actually originally were planning on both of them coming back. Right. uh, And then they just decided it would be weird to have two of them back. um, And so they wrote him out. I don't don't know.
0: Oh, go ahead. The brick to the head feels like the type of thing that a writer does to a guy who's like, I'm not coming back to this cheesy franchise. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I mean, this is what they say on the, on the, um, Unlike the uh, the director's commentary, director, producer, writer commentary, um, yeah. that originally the plan was for, you know, the two of them to come back. And then they just thought it just it just made a lot more sense for only one of them to come back. So they they, they killed him off. Um, I,
2: wonder, I wonder how that that news was broke to uh, <laughs> to Devin Salwa. So we were, <laughs> we're going to bring you back, <laughs> but uh, you're just going to die by a brick now. We can ask him on Twitter, <laughs>
0: right? Oh, you that? can. Yeah, he's pretty good about talking back yeah. to people.
3: I mean, he apparently, you know, he has expressed interest in coming back to the franchise. So um, here, there, I, I mean, it. I'm
2: I'm really surprised they ended it because I think the last one made a decent amount of money.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think. I, I, ironically enough, I think two is it. the lowest grossing of the of the bunch, which is crazy. I was watching this movie and and just. I I went to the this is this is how I like couch all of my talking about movies recently. So I see this movie and then I go to the distillery and <laughs> Arthur, my partner at the distillery, being one of the people that I see like all the time in person, um, you know, he and I are talking and I'm like, you know what I watched today that I haven't seen in a while? Final Destination 2. He's like, oh, I love those movies. I'm like this. It's so freaking good. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, I can't think of a single thing that I would change. It's just so much fun, and it's weirdly beautiful. Like, the whole premonition scene with the car crash is just so good. It's so, so well-constructed. It's so visceral, and when the, the kills start happening and piling up, just still in that premonition, it's so gooey. It's so rich, <laughs> and and just like, God. It's And then I said to him, like, I can't even imagine. They must have had four of every kind of car, like, to shoot this scene. Like it's, And they must have, like, just shut down, like, a three-mile section of road or something. Like, it's nuts. It's so good. And I'm like, this was just, like, a cheesy little horror movie, and they did this. Like, this level of artistry. This is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay.
2: so awesome. so... So yeah, they they were definitely uh producing one. The idea originally was that they were going to film uh them back to back, um but that was way back in 2011. Um but uh no, they they were in like uh in development stages and uh there was uh in the works uh and then everything got shut down by COVID, so
0: Oh, so they October, were
2: doing
1: this like Hmm? As recently as October, uh, series creator Jeffrey Reddick confirmed that the sixth film had been in the works prior to COVID. Yeah,
2: and Devin Saw was, was supposed to come back. That's awesome. Or No, he he expressed interest, sorry.
0: Again, yeah. this the, one of the reasons I think I'm so into this is because it was conceived of originally as an X-Files episode. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> oh, was it cool.
1: really? Okay. Yeah. That,
0: that makes sense.
1: I'm just mad, uh, imagining a sliding door situation of Devin Sawa being in the second Final Destination. And would he still have ended up being in the Fanatic last year? That That's that's what's important. Is, is this just a...
3: Well, that's actually, that's like a slight, I mean, that's like something that could happen in a Final Destination. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>
0: true. <laughs> because you weren't in Final Destination 2, now you're in this movie directed by, is that the one directed by Fred Durst? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Starring... I mean, it's
3: it's like, because everything is connected, right? In these movies, I mean, I, I made the point Wait, in my what? Books. It's like a Kieslowski movie, where like you know, <laughs> you know, life is just an endless stream of of you know ripple effects, um and you know, sliding doors is what the sliding doors is you know double life of Veronique. I mean, remade. this is
0: this yeah. is such a this is such a good like as far as like sequels go, like th- there's like a lot of good interesting stuff sequel wise going on in this like it it acknowledges the first film people are aware of it it's become like a little urban legend you know people think you're crazy if you believe in it but like ooh, it's kind of spooky and then like you got the person from the first movie who's not the lead but is there for context and and then you've got like the twist where it turns out that all these people should have died but they didn't because of people from the first movie and like that's like some good tying shit in man like that's some that's some like fourth sequel stuff that they managed like sloppy fourth sequel stuff that they managed to do really well in this movie
1: I would say Scream Two. As far as this is actually a dimension, I have kind of a little obsession with dimension films because uh, I think they I feel that. release some of the best schlock of the early, uh, uh, like uh, mid nineties and two thousands. Look, if you but, got like, to hold a girl's
0: say- hand in a movie theater, it's probably because of a dimension film.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's fair, but I, yeah, like I, I I really think like you know, they did a lot of good, good stuff with, you know, the Scream films, I I would say Scream 2, like very much falls into that category as well. But like, I I think you're, you're right. Like, what's so weird to me about this movie is it does have the tinge of schlock. And and it is like schlock, but it it has this thing where it can be a, you know, a cable movie that you happen to turn on and you're like, Oh, I'm totally going to watch this till the end. Or it's something where you, as you're saying, Brian, you go into it and you surprisingly start analyzing things. And you're like, wait, there are a lot of choices being (laughs) made here that, that, you know, this isn't tossed off in any way.
3: This is true. I mean, it's a, it's, I mean, there's an elegance to this movie that that you know, surprises me every time I see it.
0: It's yeah, like I said, it's uh, and you know, it, it may sound hyperbolic, but like, there's not. I wouldn't change anything. Like, I find <laughs> I even even like you know, you see that guy like doing a bump of coke in his car, and you're just like, oh, this this asshole. But like, he's he's not a dick. He's like a nice guy. Like all these people are very like human. They're flawed, but they still have their moments of grace and. <laughs> it's uh also i mean i said this about the descent but it's sometimes it's nice to see a horror movie that like isn't about grief you know (laughs) that's just (laughs) that does kind of like to revel in the 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 murders and i just love again how full of blood people are in these movies like it adds Mm -hmm. a camp grand guignol kind of like levity to everything like it's still Mm -hmm. horrible that that kid is crushed by a window pane, but it's awesome how gooey it is when Um, when the police officer gets smashed out the back of his car he is like a water balloon filled with blood (laughs) and pumpkin guts
3: yeah well i mean i think that's that's part of why they're so effective too because i i I mean, I'm a person with a lot of anxiety and it actually runs in my family. Like my grandmother was one of these people who just worried about every single thing. And would freak. I remember once, you know, she saw that my cousin was sleeping with his mouth open and she was worried that like a snake would get in there. Um, oh, OK. You well, know, like, she, like yeah. she had a very, very rich imagination. And and as a result, uh, would often worry that all sorts of crazy things could potentially happen. And, you know, like, I got some of that from her. Like, I'm, I'm very much like that. Maybe not quite, you know, snake going into your mouth levels of anxiety. <laughs> but, um, but very much like in any given situation or any given room I go into, there's a part of me that's like figuring out every single thing that could possibly go wrong. in it. I mean, this this got enhanced so much more once I became a parent um, and I was like responsible suddenly for like this other fragile life more so than my own and um and but what i love about these movies and in particular this one is you know all these things that you're terrified of and i mean these movies all work things that we are afraid of at at some point in our lives like i mean there's traffic but then there's like you know an automated car wash you know Mm -hmm. or like firecrackers like it's all things that could go wrong or like a I mean, hardware stores, I am just like the most nervous person ever in hardware stores. I remember when I first walked into a Heckinger's as a child. It's like, you know, the ceiling is so high and the shelves go up all the way and all the way at the top of the shelf is this gigantic six ton block of just like wood or something. And you know, like physically, it's almost impossible for that thing to fall. But I'm like, why is such a giant, heavy thing that high up? Like, it's just. Way to shout out Heckinger's,
0: by the way. I haven't heard that in like (laughs) 25 years.
3: I don't know. They closed. I mean, what
0: did they? They closed when I was a kid, I think. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I remember my dad talking about Heckinger's closing.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's just there's so many. um, But there's so many things in these films that that are at this point like elemental fears that we have um and but then when you actually see how insane and like crazy uh, one of those accidents could be there's just something very cathartic and and liberating about it like you start like it's almost like once you see it you stop worrying about it like there's a kind of zen calm washes over you which is why i actually find these movies as exciting and as entertaining as they are they're also weirdly calming for me
0: I have a question. Where, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, it's a, uh, the, the, the,
3: well, I'm from the DC area. Um, okay. Yeah.
0: So that makes it, I was I, like, I, how I, does he even area.
3: know, how does we he moved- even know what Heckin' is? <laughs> We moved to D.C. when I was seven.
0: I, I grew up in Turkey before that. Um, OK, yes. Well, I knew that part, but I was like, heckingers, Jeez. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, D.C. was home for me until I went to college. Yeah. So you get it. All of my little quips about D.C., you understand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I literally just Googled heckingers because I was like, I could have sworn that was local. And then I just sent me down a path of like. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> it apparently closed in 1999.
3: Wow. OK, wow. Yeah, that was a while ago.
0: It was. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's just one of those things that you said it, and my brain just was like, "Well, we have to spend a good five <laughs> minutes looking into that for some reason." Now,
3: I mean, I, I I couldn't honestly say Home Depot or something like that because, you know, later years I didn't quite have the same level of anxiety. Like it had, it was Heckinger's, and I remember walking in and being like, "Holy shit, this place is a death trap!" <laughs> <laughs> like at like nine years old, I'm like, "This is not right." Nothing that heavy should be that high up and above me.
0: Yeah, no, it's. It, I mean, like I, you know, like like you were just saying. Like I remember as a child thinking, like I'm never going to drive a car. Like this is the this is a fucking insane proposition. Yeah. A, how yeah. do you know where to go? Uh, luckily, cell phones took care of that. But then I'd be like, how are we merging right now? Like we just went from 20 miles per hour to 70, and we just got between two semi trucks. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, my my grandma. The, I, I, I talked about my grandmother, her house in Turkey um i mean the house is still there she passed away years ago but um you know it was on it was right off a road it was it was you know right by the water but but it was a little high up on a hill and there was a road that passed right before us but we were right on the turn so every summer i would go there every summer and spend like three months there every summer there would be some kind of accident right in front of our house um when i was growing up so like in later years, I had absolutely zero desire to drive a car or like learn to ride a car, and I learned to drive a car, and like that because I was just like, "I dude, something's going to go wrong. I can feel it. <laughs> it's just you know, they're just these are death traps, just waiting to w- waiting to kill me."
0: I it's funny that you brought up like you know when you have a kid and all this like I. I... That's like the one thing that never really took me like as evidenced by the fact that if you were to go on my Instagram, you would see like so many pictures of my daughter just like treating a distillery like a playground. (laughs) (laughs) Like if ever there was a place where you're like, maybe a kid shouldn't be here, but like (laughs) she's just she's just grown up with it. So I'm just like, yeah, run around, you know, not to touch the still like, you know, where the holes are like, you know, it's going to be fine. And it's like her favorite place to go. I went to the distillery today to do some stuff she had to stay at home with her mother and she was furious about it i come downstairs with my boots on and she's like am i going with you and i was like no you're you gotta stay here with your mom she's like but i don't want to and i was like what have i told you about openly saying that you don't want to spend time with your mother in front of your mother
3: Well, well the, the good news about the times we live in is that now every space is is, is terrifying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like the, the other day, my son was like, I want to go to a movie theater. And I was like, well, we can't do that. Too dangerous. <laughs> you, <know.
0: laughs> you think I don't want to go to a movie theater?
3: You're a little wider?
0: <laughs> we can't. <laughs> my, oh, it was so sad. Uh, so, you know, it's Halloween. And like the last couple of years, you know, my daughter's only been alive through like three other Halloweens. Um, last year she was in Texas with my mother and my mother was like, she just doesn't want to like get dressed in a costume and she doesn't want to go out. So like, she's helping me hand out candy. But for whatever reason, this is the year my daughter looks me square in the eyes on Halloween night and says, am I getting in a costume and are we going to get candy? And I was like, (laughs) we're not, uh, people are still sick and we got to chill here. Cause she's been pretty unaware of what's going on. Because like I'm still going to the distillery all the time, and like you know, food is still on the table, and blah blah blah. But like, this is the first thing where I had to be like, it's not happening, <laughs> because there are people out there who are sick. Uh, that and the fact that she herself had to get a COVID test. But you know, she also had to go to the hospital because she had a battery up her nose. Like going to the doctors is a fact of life for everyone. <laughs> but it is, it is, it, it this, it is kind of nice to remember when you know your anxieties were like something heavy on a shelf or like the way your knives are situated and not like that the yes. wrong person breathed on an avocado before you went to the grocery store
1: yeah sure or or you touched the wrong door by chance like yeah it, it, it is It is very weird to watch this but you know then, then again like coffee's almost spilled on my lap while I've been driving too so you know some of this it's not impossible and that's not the least bit terrifying. No, and I, also- I,
0: I should have been dead by now. Let's just, like, you know, I feel like I've told <laughs> enough stories on this podcast that people probably can like pick out their three or four top times that Brian should have died already.
1: The, the amount of near death experiences you've had, it makes me think you're either very lucky or very stupid. Uh, maybe both. Who's to say, <laughs> who's to say it's not both. <laughs>
3: I
0: have, oh, it's, uh, I have oh, a sorry. friend who,
3: who always gets in these scrapes where the person with him winds up getting <laughs> like, you know, hit by a firework or, or mauled by a dog. Like, yeah, you know, it's just <laughs> I and he's almost like, wow, it's so crazy. I completely, uh you know, that, that like totally missed me. And I'm like, no, yeah, but it hit me. <laughs>
0: It's like the other week when I brought up like, you know, it's it's the friend who comes to the party and he's fine. But, you know, the guy who's going to come looking for him has a gun. (laughs) It's that guy, the guy who just trails trouble and leaves nothing but collateral damage around him, but is unscathed himself. Yeah, I remember we, we were walking
3: down the street one day and there was a guy with like a pit bull and my friend just like randomly pet petted the pit bull. And then, of course, the pit bull got angry and, like, bit me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, maybe it was angry because you didn't pet it. Maybe that's the problem.
3: <laughs> like, the dog the just started just, like, just lashing out and somehow, like, got a hold of my arm.
0: That's <laughs> and, amazing. And so,
3: like, I almost got in a fight with the owner of the dog, you know, and he's like, don't, he's like, don't. Pet strange dogs i'm like i didn't pet your goddamn dog
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it possible that your friend is death and you are being final destination yeah yeah i
3: like the, i like i like the use of final destination as a
0: verb <laughs>
2: um okay so i got a couple of updates uh uh let's see here Heckin kimberly corman back. no no uh kimberly corman is a college student so there's there's your answer oh, there. Okay, good. AJ Cook. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> um also uh I mentioned that uh the fourth final destination came out before av- or after Avatar? No, that uh post conversion bag post conversion was apparently done before Avatar, so before the 3D craze swept hmm. the cinemas. Fear. They were doing 3D post conversion, which is really that is dumb. strange.
0: Because the fifth yeah. one, I think, was like shot in 3D. Oh yes, <clears throat> yeah. yes.
2: In fact, I think I remember, and I, I was reading a review that was mentioning that, like, that was one of the few movies where, if you had a chance, besides like animated stuff, uh, if you had a chance to see it in 3D, opt for the 3D mm-hmm. because, like, they actually were were doing shit with it like you know and i i feel like that's that's now swung a whole different direction whereas like it used to be like oh don't make it a don't make it a a thing you know don't don't bring attention to it like let's just see like the depth of field and like that'd be really cool no, no I a, if, if whole, i don't yeah.
0: have some knife flying out of the screen it's not worth it for me yeah I, like I'm, I'm the same to way. The-
1: to the 80s like it was i I can't remember what friday the 13th it is that's in 3d it might be two no i don't think that's right isn't it my bloody
2: valentine The like one of the originals i know i know the the remake was in 3d but i thought maybe the original was in 3d as well or something like that
1: i um, and one of the jaws sequels as well Jaws
0: 3d
2: yeah
1: (laughs) it's hard to hard to remember that one Oh, I, you, I
0: can't remember which I, one. Um, <laughs> I the, the, that must have been 2011, right? That was the same year as Drive Angry shot in 3D. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so, so, so here's something
3: interesting. Um, Final Destination 4 was not post converted.
0: It was he shot. Was in it? it was shot in 3D. Oh my God! We've been. Slandering I, I'm looking it this at whole an time. article
3: right now. A, a set destination. A, a set visit to Final Destination 4. <laughs> set talking destination. about the
1: camera system <laughs> that they're using. It's weird. No, it just it looks so bad that I just imagined it was post-conversion. Just when it comes to that 3D stuff, it's it's so Well it's that's so like that goopy was the, and the funny
0: distracting. Th- that was the funny thing about the post Avatar world is that like all the like I think it was the Wrath of the Titans or Gods or whatever. Oh, like yeah. that is post Clash? Yeah. You might have been Clash. No, Beth. Like, I think it is wrath. yeah. Whenever one of them was post-converted. Sure, sure. And, like, that's what people start doing. They're like, we'll just push it back a month and we'll post-convert it. And that's why you literally have the movie Drive Angry. It's, its subtitle on its poster is shot in 3D. Like, because they had to, like, break away from this concept of, like, these shitty post-conversions.
2: Mm-hmm where it was just a cash grab to just
0: you know yeah make, you make pay more. another eight dollars a ticket and you get a little more money yep yeah. and I now mean, we don't so, do part that of, more.
3: part of what i think dates i mean to be to be honest with you i i enjoy final destination for a lot but i think part of it is also just you know sloppy cgi and stuff like that or, or you know dated cgi there's a lot of it um so You know, it might not have been the 3D that's the problem. It's more just the effects in
0: general. I'll say also, like, I don't know what in this movie was practical or CG. Like, I assume that, like, the the falling logs... Way,
3: sorry about my cat, guys. <laughs> no,
0: it's okay. Oh
3: did wow! She, did she did she make an appearance last time? I can't remember.
0: <laughs> I want to say yes. Okay. Yeah, we, we did. no. Yeah, someone's cat made an appearance, and I can't remember who it was. We have all kind of animal cameos throughout.
3: <laughs> my, my very loud, very deaf cat. Uh,
0: Once <laughs> again, I'll plug our Fallen Kingdom episode where I cut the trailer short because my brand new kitten bit me in the foot. <laughs> Good times. Better than the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, 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 more last of an emotion.
3: Of we were talking about Lost
0: World, right? Yeah. So, yes.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Um another franchise. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Another We've second. In another
1: second.
0: So what yeah, should we have you back for next? For franchise. Mission Impossible 2. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We've already failed to uh, uh, that is our only cursed episode because the didn't save for some reason no no that
0: was mission in, that no that right? was manhunt uh, manhunt john woo and mission impossible 2 i believe no no it was mission impossible whatever the last one was
1: <laughs> really
0: okay. it was fallout was the last one right fallout's the one where like again this fucking cat i'm sorry i just i'm really angry at my cat right now um you like walked all over and stepped on my computer and then sat on it and i guess like the combination of him button mashing and then overheating (laughs) my computer with his body (laughs) destroyed my computer and i had to rescue the file and then individually stitched together in 15 second increments an entire two and a half hour episode on fallout a movie that i didn't even like that much (laughs) and then Manhunt there was something wrong with it and I can't even remember if we released that I don't think so it's a lost episode. I don't know why we're talking about this, though. Because but, uh, we're trying yeah. to distract ourselves from the fact that we are on the precipice of a possible constitutional crisis that may require some manner of armed uprising to remove a tyrant from office. The, the, the whole country is about to be final destination. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I want to go
1: first, guys. I want to go first.
0: Uh, all right. <laughs> You know
1: what? I would have loved the Final Destination and scenario with everyone in the White House. All the
2: paraphernalia at my house, please.
0: <laughs> I'm not touching your shit.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's... Um, sorry Bill.
2: <laughs>
3: the the good
0: thing about the modern era is that if someone wants to get rid of all your porn, all they gotta do is, like, drill a hole through your phone. <laughs> I mean, computers exist, too, but I, you know what? You know Who? what? I, who still looks up pornography on their computer? <laughs> Who looks up pornography on their head. phone? <laughs> You're already in bed. You've got the phone in your hand. You've been doom scrolling for six hours. Are you really going to get up and go to your computer to look at porn?
2: <laughs> you got to have the big This phone, is not though.
0: a hypothetical question. Everyone on this episode, answer me right now. <laughs>
2: So phone, phone just seems. Phone
3: just seems like just just waiting for something really hilariously awful
0: to happen. <laughs> you get Final Destination because of watching porn on your phone.
1: Oh
0: my. Anyway, uh, to, okay. Technology so technology
2: we have now.
0: I we've been putting it off. I just got to say, the last scene in this movie lets you know exactly what kind of movie You've you just sat through. <laughs> Just like the The barbecued arm, the barbecue exploding. And then his arm falling on the plate of his mother. Like
3: yeah,
0: with the sun shining and the happiness. And then
1: the music.
3: It it is interesting that this is the one where the, the two people that made it out till the end actually do survive. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, and instead some, Utterly random person is, is killed.
0: <laughs> so, do we assume that Kim and an officer, handsome, rugged, extreme sports guy, are, are like safe until they die of like lung cancer or something? I
3: I, I I believe some, I believe one of the later movies actually retcons their death or yes. something like
2: that. Um, I think yeah. they do. But, no. but they do but, make but it's it. In a, and and it's, it's the beginning it's in of. A, you know, the third. It's, book, it's, not it's in a, a deleted scene. Which means, uh, according oh, to weird. Media, that it is no longer canon. So oh. they're still alive.
0: <laughs> so maybe that's what six is about. If Allie
3: Larder comes back, I I, I I'd be happy. But of course, she died. She comes back that like too hard. Years,
0: you know, she's like scarred up and everything.
1: Hmm. Oh,
0: but yeah, I just like just the, the like the the fact that like the, she's like ah oh, I'm alive and he's like we did it we beat death and then like the literal sun comes out. And the whole color palette of the movie changes, and then for whatever fucking stupid reason, they're at the farm. So they yeah, have like they, a meal, like, like Yeah, you don't know these farmers from Adam. Like, what the hell's going on here? But it's just like, yeah. oh, what a bucolic, glorious day. Our son's gonna go to the 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 fucking barbecue. That's a hundred meters left. Well, it, what's funny
2: is like. It's not just the farm, it's also the farm where two of their people yeah. got like mass- murdered. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you're just like why are you going back there? That's not a place to celebrate.
0: <laughs> because they got, good, they got they got good food. Of <laughs> I don't know, but it's awesome. It, it, and that she just screams so perfectly and then it cuts to black and I'm just like, "Yes. Thank you, movie. Thank you for like just giving me that final hat tip." That was a good good final sequence. I like that. Uh-huh.
1: I will say I thought it was really cute that that farmer guy – like I understand that it's a very urgent situation. But they're like, we need to go to the hospital, and he's immediately like, take my car. <laughs> like, is, he doesn't know these fucking people, as, as you're saying, Brad, but he's immediately like, no, you can take my car to the hospital. Not like, everyone – be like here take my car
0: yeah if they were in new york city they'd be they'd get into a cab and say can we go to the hospital And the cabbie would be like fuck you buddy but here on this farm in real america he's just gonna give them his pickup truck that is filled with hay good times any final thoughts on final destination 2 or the series as a whole uh, so Kimberly and Thomas apparently were supposed to
2: die by being knocked into a wood shepper at a hardware store.
0: <laughs> what? Uh, in yeah. this
2: movie or a different one? Uh, no. Th- this is supposed to be revealed in Final Destination Three in a newspaper article.
0: Oh, okay. Oh. But hardware yeah, stores, so man, that is that is, is an alternate ending. One.
2: Never mind. I don't, I don't know. <laughs>
3: Well, you know, the it it, it, it it always I always did wonder why every hardware store went into had a
0: had a working active wood chipper. <laughs> but you're not going to buy a wood chipper unless you could try it out first, right?
3: I mean, it's it's entirely possible. <laughs> that's why Heckinger's closed down. It's just, it just too many people kept dying. The wood like chipper. Like
0: the pile. like the second is, season is of on? Luck had to shut down because of too many dead horses. Heckinger's closed because of too many customers falling into wood chippers. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, I just right. want to say one one other
1: thing. This wiki for Final Destination Two is is kind of amazing. There are multiple paragraphs about uh, why they did CG logs instead of regular logs because quote the logs lacked the jumping
0: through the windshields killer instinct they were looking for. So they like did screen tests with real logs. It. It sounds
2: like it. I think
3: the logs yeah. just didn't quite.
0: I, I I think they 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 mentioned this
3: on the um, director's commentary too. Oh, but I think it's just like The logs just didn't fall the right way. You know? yeah, I
0: imagine it's super difficult to <laughs> make a fifty-foot-long log do the thing you want it to do.
1: As they say, by tweaking the parameters, we coax the logs into
0: a much livelier roll. <laughs> wow. I mean, look if you know if the actor's not working, you got to replace the actor. So uh, sorry, logs. You <laughs> didn't geek. make the cut. <laughs> oh my god! I, I will again just say that like that. Op- if you haven't seen the opening sequence, like you got to see the movie just for the opening sequence because even those are those even though those are CG logs, like it still looks. I think yeah, unimpeachable. It's like it's they it's really amazing. good. Yeah. And I feel like this is another one of those movies that, like, before I even saw the movie, I saw like the movie magic or like some Discovery Channel thing on like how fucking awesome it was gonna be. <laughs> that was like about the effects. Um, and that did I did I say that? Did I say like I don't know like if they like make human puppets and then crush them to get the blood to go everywhere? Like, I'm I'm super curious about that. I may have what? to like. Go on the wiki, Brian. There's some mere answers for the,
3: for the, um, for the kids death in, uh, in, in final destination two, I know they actually, originally they had a dummy and, and it, it didn't crush the right way. It was just like, you know, like, like the legs were too strong. So it just kind of took out the top and there was <laughs> two legs standing there.
0: That sounds um, great.
3: So, so they had to like, they actually had to like fill it up with just like stuff and make sure that it just completely collapsed and exploded. Um, yeah I mean it's you know it takes a lot of hard work to make such ridiculous kills happen
0: yeah and it's worth it I mean like I one of my it. favorite things to watch on TikTok is this hydraulic press that just crushes things <laughs> so like you know th- this is that but there's like a narrative and it's filled with blood because you can't do that on TikTok what is the most recent hydraulic press video you've seen just one <sighs> I think it was like a bottle of conditioner. Okay. It's fun because you never know how it's going to fail. You know, like, (laughs) like, is the cap going to snap off and then like the conditioner is going to shoot out or is it like going to split along the seam or is it all just going to come out the bottom? Like, you know, that's what you're looking for. Like, that's where the the real joy is. Anyway, um, check it out. (laughs) I'm sure you can find a compilation on YouTube and uh, let's let's uh, the last
1: thing I will say too is if you want some other schlock from David R. Ellis did a movie called Cellular years earlier that uh, was the first time I think I saw Jason Statham in in a movie maybe but uh, Cellular stars Chris Evans and Kim Basinger and can only exist Uh, in that time, like there's a scene, there's a scene where he sticks up a Walmart type place so he can get a phone charger. It's, uh, it's from David R. Ellis though. And it's pretty fun. I think it's actually on, it might be prime or something. It's definitely on a streaming service. How
0: dare you not talk about snakes on a plane? (laughs) Snakes on a plane's fine. I I don't have any strong feelings about it. I think it's good. I think it's, uh, unnecessarily maligned.
1: I think it's necessary. All right. Anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my, one of my favorite movie going memories is sitting with my brother, watching snakes on a plane as we must. Um, and, and there's a point where like the witness is like, you know, oh, why am I like, why should I be, it's you know, protected? Like, why is, That's why is it? Right. Yeah. Cause the, what are you talking about? The witness who's the plane I He's, forgot that's the plot. I forgot there's a plot in that movie. That's that's it. So anyway. <laughs> all the snakes are on the plane because apparently this guy is like, I have no other options. The only way to kill this witness is to put snakes on a plane. Yes. And the guy is like, I wanna help. Why are you like why why am I being protected, but everyone else on this plane is in danger? And I turn to my brother and I whisper, because if you die, all of this was for nothing and then samuel jackson looks to the witness in the eye and says because if you die all of this was for nothing it was a beautiful moment my brother high-fived me anyway uh let's uh let's get out of here we've we've talked about final destination two for almost two hours now amongst other things and um michael's got to get up early so he can vote Mhm. <laughs> All right, if this comes out on Tuesday morning, I demand that everyone who listens tweet at Michael and ask him if he has voted yet. Great. I agree. Great. Look, if people are going to send marmalade to my fucking distillery, you can field a few mm. tweets asking if you voted. Fine.
3: Fine. <laughs> Wait, why, why did they send marmalade to you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no one has done it yet. But... Come on. What why was that? Why are you I'd have to listen to the episode again. It was the first time we had Mary Beth on. Cuz we, we were about talking Paddington. about yes, we were talking about how
2: you were really into watching uh one of the bear movies with her. Um I can't remember what. Some mm-hmm. some animated movie. Was and and the then Pooh? I mentioned, "When are you going to watch Paddington?" and you said something disparaging about uh, Marmalade and I was like Marmalade is delicious. And no, you were oh, like, I remember mm-hmm.
0: what it was. My daughter asked to try Honey because we had been watching Winnie the Pooh yes. and you asked if she asked the same thing after watching Paddington and I said no, I don't know where to get Marmalade and then someone said like, you know, Amazon, we should buy Brian some Marmalade and I was like, you don't know where I live and then someone pointed out, oh, but we know where your distillery is.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: yes so and then i
2: read the address out loud
0: yes you did you Jeez. fantastic son of a bitch um <laughs> if we were more popular i assume i would have gotten hundreds of jars show. of marmalade but luckily i haven't gotten any yet though Mary Beth now says she's going to send a pallet to me so that's fun anyway um what were we talking about we were ending this yes <laughs> trying we were. To. oh right yeah michael's got a vote so everyone tweet michael tomorrow and say michael have you voted yet sounds good slash slash no hashtag uh snidell vote watch (laughs) have you figured out who you're gonna vote for uh you know i'm still undecided (laughs) the the real again just you you really got to do a little bit of research first because they're gonna ask you like for some judges and shit and uh you don't want (laughs) to be
2: i'm aware i'm aware
0: thank you. (laughs) you bond questions it's it's there's a lot to it Anyway, um, if anyone listening hasn't voted yet and it's still Election Day, uh, do that. Michael Snydell, what are we talking about next week? I think we're
1: talking about Martin Eden next week,
0: uh, which is
1: kind of a uh, sensation, according to people. Uh, guy, I believe you actually really liked this one, if I, if I can remember your review correctly. Wait, which one?
0: Martin, uh, Eden. Martin
3: Eden. Oh, yeah. My favorite film of the year.
0: Oh, so it is oh, wow. a sensation.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah, we are, we are talking about that one next week. And uh Ryan Swen reached out to me months ago asking to talk about Martin Eden. So we will be having Ryan Swen on again, who we haven't talked to since... Oh, wow. Uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, wow. That was a while ago. It's been a
3: while. We were still yeah, going Martin to the Eden theaters is, back then. Martin Eden is great. It's really he just... I've seen it several times now. and It's just it's just wonderful.
0: As a fan of Jack London, I am looking forward to it. All right. Um, in the meantime, don't forget that we are brought to you by MUBI. Go to MUBI.com slash filmstage for your free 30-day trial. Uh, even though Halloween has passed, it's still a fucking horror show out there. So why not watch The Hills Have Eyes <laughs> <laughs> on MUBI Jesus. right now? Go to MUBI.com slash FilmStage for a free thirty day trial. Uh, in addition, uh, go to patreon.com slash TheFilmStageShow to give us your money. Um, yeah, so that's it. Uh, we'll talk about Martin Eden next week. Let's tell the fine people at home where they can find our work between now and the next time we're in their ears. We begin, as always, with our guests. Bill Gabiri, where can people find your work online?
3: Uh, I'm These days I'm mostly at Vulture and NewYorkMag.com and, uh, you know... At Twitter, it's at Bill Gaviri. And, uh, yeah, I occasionally write for other places, but but I'm full-time at Vulture, so. Awesome.
0: Bill Graham.
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CableBFG. You can also find me on Instagram at Billstagram, where I post cute puppy pictures.
0: All right.
1: my I'm,
0: I'm on Twitter at at I
1: I don't have any puppies or dogs yet. Uh, so I can't post any photos of them. Well, you're not allowed to get one until you
0: vote, just so you know.
1: Okay, well, I just kind of creepily look at other people's dogs and think about dognapping them.
0: Well, you've got to um, be careful, because sometimes those dogs, they will bite the yeah, person sitting next, they'll next they'll to you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, as far as writing, I do occasional writing um what was i gonna say oh christ i'm I'm writing about (laughs) blood vessel a a film that's on shutter this week and that will be for the spool i'm also working on editing the next episode of intermission which is with charlie nash and will willoughby no relation to anyone from three billboards Uh, Uh, brad um we are talking about aleem Cleamops uh come and see uh we are also continuing to do cinephile nights on wednesday nights so if you you are part of the patreon or just interested uh please just dm me my dms are open please don't take advantage of that
0: slide into his dms and ask him if he's (laughs) voted yet oh man as for me uh, you can find my s- personal site brianjrowan.com uh, if you are interested in sending marmalade to my distillery uh, SchmidtSpirits.com. of course you can find me on every social media site that I subscribe to at Brian J. Rowan. and um, yeah I wrote a review of world of tomorrow episode 3 that is on the filmstage.com along with every other episode of this podcast and um I guess watch this space because I am presently in the midst of prepping another podcast with a friend of mine uh, where we will talk about a TV show that was popular at the same time as Final Destination 2. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So look forward to that. I hope that I will be able to announce fully what that is and that it is live the next time we talk to you, assuming the Republic still stands. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us and tune in next week.